Hey, welcome to episode 71 of Scar Bears. I'm Chris D.T. Gordon. It is awesome to have you here with me today and helping me out with my endeavors are Nate and Britton Barron. If you want them to work their technological magic on your projects, that's just reach out to them at Nate Barron. Well, folks, as you were watching this, it is the start of a new school year. And as we may like to think, our kids have perfect lives with no problems at all. We know that's not the case. And if I can help them with their issues and help them go for greatness and pass in perfection, I know I, I switched that around. Why don't you give me a call or you know, reach out to me at least at chrisdtgordon at gmail.com or you can find me at linktr.ee forward slash chrisdtgordon. Now I'm with another Chris who wants to help uh, kids and his with his own story. My new friend Chris Borst. Okay, Borts, Borst or Borts? Borts. Borts, yeah, not like Borst. Definitely, you know, you're not edible. But uh, fantastic speaker in his own right. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good today. I'm doing good. It's great Excellent. to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So, as I said before, we're both speakers. And we uh, also have the distinction of having to overcome some pretty major obstacles. However, while mine were more recent, you're, you have been dealing with your situation much longer than I have. Why don't you go ahead and tell me how long that had started and you know what is your story? How can you help kids with their struggles? Well, it all started at birth for me. I've been basically dealing in overcoming obstacles since birth. I ended up hitting my head on my mom's hip, causing a traumatic injury at birth um, that caused neurological damage uh, to the right side of my body. So the right side of my body doesn't really have much function. So I've had to go on through years and years of physical therapy, occupational therapy, uh, speaking um, because I had a big stutter, but most of it was like the occupational and the physical just to get some function inside that right side. So is it like with when people have a stroke, they tend to lose function or muscle control on their left side? It's just reversed for you? It's, it's called cerebral palsy. Uh, yeah, so it's on, it's on the right side. So basically, okay. I hit the left side of my head, and the right side of my body got messed up because the wires in your head are actually backwards. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. And so, you know, obviously, you've dealt with this all your life. How... Like what kind of specific struggles have, you know, like stick with you that you use maybe as pain points for other, for kids to connect with? They maybe can, you can help them realize that they're not alone. Being, well, felt like a burden. Uh, I know a lot of kids may feel like a burden to someone else that, you know, has to take care of them or may have to take care of them. Not being able to have the full function or watching some of your friends be out there just, the worth ethic that I had to put in to get to where I am today was a lot harder than some of my friends had to put into it. They could go in for it for a little bit and be fine. And I had to put extra work into it. So it was very frustrating more than anything else. Mm -hmm. 
because here they can just pick up things just like that. And you've had to put in probably hours more work than they had to do. Sounds like. Let's just say I went to therapy for an hour and still went home and did another three hours of therapy. Oh, wow. Just to be determined to be able to get to a certain point. So I'm better. So therapy wasn't the only thing that I was doing at therapy. So. So what kind of, you know, just, um, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it's like, well, my whole, my mom was a teacher aide and a teacher. So I got, I didn't really get the break off of summer very well i got to keep continuing how to learn so uh, she used that with therapy and i didn't like them at first but now it's like ah, thank you because it really helped me grow a lot better and faster now along with that year-round training you pr- i mean am i correct in assuming you probably picked up a, a a strong work work ethic as well yes i mean i put in the extra effort i with the work I do is speaking. I'm always thinking of something, writing it down, going back over and over with the speaking, uh, with helping kids. I started working with youth um, as a paraprofessional, helping them and taking it, uh, just helping them with the ethic because a lot of these kids didn't care if they failed and I did. So I think I cared a little bit more, but got them to see why I cared. So it was a lot easier to help them with their studies. Now, going back a bit, Chris, what has was there ever a moment during your struggles growing up that you that you just adopt you thought well you know what i'm just gonna have to accept this and just work through it because i know that realization comes at different points for different people i've had that plenty of times um there was a couple of points where i was getting probably my seventh set of tubes put in my ears that I just was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done trying to, I'm trying, my back's against the wall. I can't figure this out. I'm still struggling. I don't have the, I don't have the mobility in my fingers. I'm still limping. They told me after I had a couple of UFOs that I would be fine. The UFO is basically just a brace on your leg, a cast on your leg to help it stay at 90 degrees. Okay. I'm glad you, I'm glad you clarified because I thought you had been abducted. No, no, I have not been abducted as I've no, I don't think so. Okay, good. But I mean, yeah, so you basically call it a UFO. It's a brace that you wear at night. So that was very uncomfortable. But um, I had those moments where I was like, well, these kids are jumping off this high playground thing. So let me do it. I ended up breaking a few braces and I got in trouble. But um, yeah, I've had those moments where I'm just like, I'm done. I quit. I need, I need a break. Don't, don't talk to me about it. Don't do it. And the, probably the most recent one was probably, probably last month, I would say. Just, I mean, overall, with everything just going on and then finding out that even though I've been doing really well with it, just watching some other people use both of their hands like naturally, and it's like, oh, I wish instead of this is where I, I'm at. So let me go from where I'm at and go from there. So, yeah, it, it is, it is tough sometimes to accept your limitations you know depend you know based on you know based on what you want to do but i think that's where i mean maybe i'm speaking uh different from what you you believe but i feel that's where really growth happens say okay this is what i can do this is what i can't do let's just see what you know 
how far I can go with what I have. Right. I take that momentum and just be like, you know, I can either accept what I have or I can build on it and I can move past it and use what I have to make it even better to better myself. So I choose to most 99% of the time I choose. I mean, there are days where you're just like, nope, don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm going to crawl back over. I'm doing something else. But most of the time it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got this. I can't do anything about it, but I can show what I can do by just going out and doing it. Mm-hmm. So at what point, Chris, did you decide, well, you know, others have this struggle, might have struggles similar to mine. I'm going to start helping them because I, you know, from what you've been saying, you've had to put in an extraordinary amount of effort just to get yourself to where you are. Where do you find the strength to say, you know what, I'm going to help someone else out? Because I've kind of figured a path out. And so to be able to figure somewhat of a path, some way of direction to be like, you know, this is what I have, but it's not the end of me. It's the beginning. It's just something I've got to take under consideration. Other people just don't get it. Like, I think when my mom was working for a school, there's a kid that had cerebral palsy. And I was like, you know what, let me go talk to him. And of course, the, you know, the parent wasn't up to it because they didn't understand it as well as we did. And we researched it. So it was uh, when I was younger, you couldn't, they didn't have like you do now, but to be able just to have the strength, I mean, people need to know that, and kids need to know that there, there's options out there for them. There's something that just because you may have some, like you don't learn very well, or, you know, you have a, dis, you know, a visible disability, that just because you have, that doesn't mean you have to accept it. And it doesn't mean you have to change who you are to adapt to it. You can you can adapt, but move forward just in the same way as someone else that doesn't have them. So that's what I really draw the strength from. And I was asked one time just to act, to speak about it. And then that's where I started getting into speaking about. So what well, now, when was that first engagement? That was probably when I was a teenager, honestly, like I had a couple other moments where some of the high school kids were just like, I mean, I was being bullied and then I had finally started playing football and that's when they noticed, Hey, this, this kid's really got something. So and some of the teachers were like that were like, so what's going on? And then I became like a spirit leader talking to people. So before and after football games. So that's kind of where I got that encounter from. What position did you play in football? I played what they called a strong safety, which was like a weak side linebacker. Uh, just because I was fast enough and they wanted me to guard the tight end. So, um, I, and then I did receiver, but I never got in on receiving because I told the coach I'd rather hit somebody than get hit. <laughs> so. Yeah, there, there is some, there is some enjoyment in uh, giving than receiving in that context. Yeah. So. so how far did you go in uh, football? Did you just play in high school? Did you play a little bit in college? Just high school, I was going to do some college, and then I ended up getting a renal failure, which was another obstacle I had to come over. Um, mm. So I couldn't, and um, I couldn't really go any further than high school because I was trying to figure out my renal failure, um, getting on a list to get a new kidney. So um, that was probably one of those that shot my other dreams of going to like college and then pros, like for baseball and stuff, because I was actually pretty good at baseball. So. 
So do you still, do you still do sports uh, on a recreation level or do any coaching? I did some coaching. Now I play, well, I run obstacle races uh, recreationally. I do uh, like Tough Mudders, Spartan races. We got a rugged maniac here in Oklahoma next, uh, this weekend that we're doing. So, Oh, fun. Yeah. So you basically you jump over obstacles and go through the mud. It's simple. I, I am familiar. I've done a few yeah. tough mutters and I did a Spartan sprint a couple years ago. All right. So what do you prefer? You prefer the mutter or the Spartan or the uh, rugged maniac? Actually, I kind of like the, man, that's tough. You got tough mutter is really fun. Uh, we went to Louisiana to do ours. Um, I did not like the shock, the shock wave at the end of that. Or electroshock therapy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little shock therapy hurt a little bit afterwards. But uh, I'd actually like the Spartans because they just have more to it to me. Um, and the, it's just the, I mean, atmosphere. I love them all, really. I can't really pick which one I like the best. I think those are my top choices, though. It's Tough Mudder okay. and Spartan. So. Something that my brother and I figured out is if you hold hands with other people and you go through the electroshock therapy, the shock is is less painful yeah we tried that i just tried going under inside the underneath inside all the obstacles but they wouldn't let me do that they oh yeah they had them, well, you had to actually pop up on the hay bale and i was like oh okay oh yeah yeah it's like come on just let me go underneath i'm good <laughs> so when you get in you know i'm not sure if you've had the opportunity to get in front of a live audience Right. But what is your what is your preferred audience to speak to? I like the youth, high school. Um, but I really, really like the athletic side of it. I don't, and it's just because maybe I've had to work the extra work I had to put in just to get to play athletics. I think maybe that sticks with me a lot more than speaking just to just to the regular faculty students, um, academic students. I think uh, I have spoke, I was, uh, had an engagement last year, but COVID hit. So I wasn't able to speak to the uh, athletes and I got to, I'm reaching out to them again to redo it next year. Mm-hmm. But um, I've actually spoken to uh, a youth group and some other like just academic teams. Uh, I just asked some of the people I worked with at the school was like, hey, do you mind if I do like a 10, 15 minute speech for you? And they were like, sure, come in. So I was able to do some performances live in front of kids and then they really enjoyed it. I got some good feedback. And of course I got the freshmen. They're like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, so I just want to play the sport. So, but I mean, speaking in front of the basketball team and the football team and the track team, I got to do that too. So that was probably the funnest because it was all eyes on you and they were high-fiving you afterwards, congratulating you. And you got to pump them up before they went out to a practice or a game. So. That's really cool that you're able to use that momentum that you gave them to perform afterwards. Right. Is that your preferred speaking environment or do you, are, are you just, let me just speak. I want to speak that at any time, any place. That's my preferred is probably uh, like the high school level, but I, I don't mind because I don't mind speaking at any, but any place um, because it, I believe that, the experience and the motivation that I have isn't just for you. 
for everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you there, Chris? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we just uh, had a little lull there. Sometimes, you know, bandwidths are low, and we just want to make sure I didn't, I didn't lose you. So, yeah, so, so Chris, oh, awesome. So, so looking down the road, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the phrase a BHAG. A, I have not. A, a BHAG is a big, hairy, audacious goal. So it's, it's like a pie in the sky, aiming for the summit of the mountain goal. What would be your BHAG if I were to put you on the spot just a little bit? Well, you know, what would... What would be something that something crazy that you would love to shoot for that you know th this would be something you you would uh definitely tell your grandkids about what would be a goal that you'd, uh, you'd like to reach i would actually like to speak to the professional level of like a football like dallas cowboy football team honestly that's because i grew up with the dallas cowboys it would be like such an honest i mean an honor to speak with them and I'd probably be a little, you know, like a kid in a candy store um, because I watch those guys play every, you know, almost every Sunday that their, you know, football season's on. So that would probably be my biggest thing. And, All right. Uh, that's, yeah. So no, that's, that's definitely a lofty goal, especially, like you said, speaking to an organization that has meant so much to you. Right. Very cool. So what do you have uh, in the near future? I know we chat every week in our mastermind group, but what, you know, what do you have to look forward to uh, as we are, as we're recording this, going in the summer? Yeah, I'm um, working on some emails, um, working on reaching out to some organizations to speak to and reaching out to some of the coaches I know uh, to see if I can't go back and just speak right now. Um, Money-wise, you know what? If they pay me, great. If not, it's a great experience, and then I can build on that to get paid. Exactly. So, um, you know, that is my ultimate goal is to be a speaker and not have to go to a nine-to-five. I can just set it all up and be fine with it. So. Well, I, I wish you the best, and anything I can do to help you, please let me know. Yeah, I will, definitely. Definitely. And, and so uh, if you were to impart one nugget of wisdom to anyone listening that could maybe use it to better themselves what would you say to them this is your only life don't give up because it's right around the corner is your breakthrough i mean honestly it's i mean it's real short and simple i like to use that i mean it's just one life you don't get any redos just go through it your breakthrough is right around the corner do not throw in that towel just yet you're going to get there keep going very cool. All right. And uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and maybe connect with you if they would like you to, like you to speak to their organization? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube as uh, Coach Boris Inspires. On, you can find on those channels mainly. I put up uh, usually about once a week right now, I'm putting it up on YouTube. Uh, my Facebook page, I do something every day that's active. Excellent. All right, Chris, and my final question for you, what is your favorite dinosaur? A triceratops. 
Because and why why think, Triceratops? If it's the one I'm thinking of with the horns on it and like the tail that kind of looks like a club. Ooh, yeah. that's in Kylosaurus. That's my favorite. That's in Kylosaurus. In Kylosaurus. Okay, I knew I, I knew it was one of those, but they are they're gentle at the beginning, but when they get surrounded or feel threatened, they end up becoming vicious. I, I want to say vicious, but they come they become protective. They become a leader, and so yes. that's you know I figured a lot of people might say T Rex, but I'm like he's kind of a bully. You know. Yeah, he's, you he's know. Yeah, he's kind he of a go-to. So, yeah, no, I, I I like Ankylosaurus as well because I was always a little shorter than other people, and you know he he's he's squat but he's tough, and I and I like that tail. Right. Uh, got got a lot of uh, a lot of heft to it. He can swing that thing around. Yeah. Well, well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, like I said. Uh, if you ever need any help, reach out to me. And uh, folks, if you want some inspiration from Chris, reach out to him at Coach Bortz Inspires and uh, on Facebook as well. And remember, folks, that as Chris said, you only have one life. And yes, you might have some good days and you might have some bad days. But don't let one or two bad days keep you from your overall goal. We all have a purpose. We all have a mission. Make sure you keep your eyes on the prize and keep working ahead. All right, folks, if you want to reach out to me to find out what I have going on, you can find me at linktr.ee forward slash Chris DT Gordon. You can email me at Chris DT Gordon at gmail.com. And if you get on the YouTube or podcast channels, please like, subscribe, share, Let's share Chris's message to people so they can find inspiration and motivation for themselves. All right, folks, thank you very much for joining me. Have a great day and remember to pass on perfection and go for greatness.